Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. People saying that, oh, you know, this is the least tickets we have sold today. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So how'd you feel about uh, about Jake Paul and uh, Nate Diaz? I didn't really watch it. I just saw some highlights. I didn't really care for it, to be honest. Uh, it didn't interest me as much as uh, as I thought it should have. But, eh, mm. you know, I, I saw Jake Paul came up in the tank. You know, I saw the, the trash talk was fun and everything. I just didn't get into it. I'm, I know Nate Diaz isn't a boxer, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. get into something where I know Nate Diaz isn't at full capacity. I mean, you know, so it is what it is. Now they're getting into MMA. Jake Paul can't – he can't do that. I'm telling you that right now. He does that, it's it's over. <laughs> what is going on, man? Dude, today was eventful. Um, Texans were doing a lot of situational stuff. Two-minute drills, no timeouts. How far can you get down the field so you could go ahead and kick a field goal? But today was once again a day where C.J. Stroud just looked like the better quarterback. Um, Davis Mills had a crazy interception today where he severely underthrew the ball, and Green and Arnold picked that off. So yeah, I saw that, dude. This, this, this. What quarterback competition, bro? Get rid of that that nonsense that they were trying to portray to the fans that there's some quarterback competition. Uh, it's ultimately it's ending in front of our eyes, but mm-hmm. I think it ends like done finish at preseason because D'Amico did say mm-hmm. that, you know, Davis is still going to get some runs and going to get some reps. And I want to know ultimately what, no, he's gone. I am here. What has happened? He left. Whatever. I'll continue. Um, I ultimately want to know what Davis Mills, like, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. But anyway, no, Davis is not starting. Uh, C.J. Stroud is starting. So I don't know where Ruben went to. It's pretty weird. Hopefully, yeah. Huh? Bro, someone's, some, dude, someone's, dude, someone's fucking with me, bro. <laughs> someone's like, praying on Ruben's downfall. Let him bro. know, Ruben, what's going on. Uh Man, man, I might have to get an all-hold cleanse or something. My bracelet's getting full because it's been a rough couple of days, man. I could tell. <laughs> You've been through the ringer, my guy. <sighs> yes, we are very ready to see the game on Thursday. Um, it's what everyone was talking about, you know, in the stands. We cannot wait to see the rebuild underway harley i was gonna show them the depth chart however i'm afraid this thing's gonna kick me out again how did you feel about seeing the official depth chart from the houston texans yesterday absolutely enjoyed it um i didn't think anything was shocking to me i don't know Mm -hmm. why people thought there was any shockers i didn't see anything that really went oh didn't expect that no blake cashman starting linebacker we definitely expected that. He's been mm-hmm. in the ones. He's been in the rotation. He deserves to be the Sam linebacker along with Perryman and along with 
Christian Harris does that's the exact three linebackers that we have constantly been seeing uh expect to to get into that rotation at some point as well uh should be someone that we should look at uh, or keep an eye on in, in mm-hmm. preseason um, but overall nothing shocked me everything looked about right um I wonder who is the slot receiver is it Noah Brown is it Tank Dell is it John Mechie um is this just a you know because there's depth charts right yeah but then it's okay, who's taking the most snap counts, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's usually what you're looking at. And I know fans are going to be like, yeah, but he's starting. Well, I mean, if he's starting, then how come his snap counts are lower than this guy? You know, so that's ultimately what I'm going to be looking at when it comes to the slot wide receiver position. Not very, uh, no, no absolute questions going on for that right now. So we're trying to figure out, we got Tank Dale, Noel Brown, John Mechie. Who is it? Who's it? Who's the starting slot receiver? I didn't really figure it out looking at the depth chart. Who do you think is going to be? I think it's Noah Brown. He had some. He had two, two, two good catches over the middle today. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. I have no problem with it. Um, but you know, the fans would love to see some Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see John Mechie. I really do. I, I'm, I'm growing. John Mechie is growing on me every time I'm looking at him at camp. Uh, as you know, the expect I'm starting to create some expectations now for John Mechie. Okay. And and I don't know what exactly, you know, stats and numbers wise he could end up with, mm-hmm. but I was coming into this, like whatever you get from him is icing on the cake. It's cherry on top sprinkles on the ice cream, you know, but now it's like, all right, this man is starting to become the ice cream. Like this man is starting to become, you know, layers of the sandwich. All right. Like he is all the analogies thrown in there, all the food analogies, maybe because I'm hungry right now, but uh, John Mechie definitely deserves to be in the conversation for wide receiver three. And he showcased that at training camp again today with another highlight. Yeah. I, uh, I asked him to join the podcast today and he was like, nah, and then all the other receivers were laughing. Oh, Mitch. Shout out to Mitch, man. <laughs> Shout out to the Believing Texans. Shout out, yes, sir. Shout out to Believing Texans. And welcome to another fire episode. I am one part of this show, Ruben Calvillo. And I am joined by the handsome man, as always, the Harley Dugan. And John Manchie today looks fantastic. He, he There was a play from... CJ Shroud, where he's scanning the field, and John Manchie, he starts on his he starts on his left, works it to his right, runs across the field, and CJ Shroud just puts an absolute dart towards the sideline, first down. The crowd got excited. You know, it's like every other day, these young wide receivers are making a name for themselves and making some plays and. Another part of this offense, what we saw today, something we haven't seen pretty much all training camp, was that C.J. Stroud was running some RPOs today. And when I tell you the ones where he took off were for 10, 15 yards, and the other one he faked it to the running back, obviously pulls it out, finds Dalton Schultz across the middle for like a 13-yard game. Dude, we were like – it's another element involved in this offense that I think is just going to be successful, dude. 
Yeah, man. What you just mentioned, you know, the RPO, faking it to the running back, keeping the ball, running out to his right side, throwing it to Schultz. I'm not trying to say nothing. It's scary. But, but, you know, that's exactly what we loved from the previous uh, quarterback in the Bill O'Brien system, the redacted number four. All right. (laughs) Um, But that's something that we loved as fans. Like we did not get enough of that. Mm -mm. And it didn't matter what tight end it was, whether it was Darren Fells, whether it was Jordan Akins, Jordan Thomas, all of them crap tight ends we had, you know, he made them look really hey Darren Fells had a career high in touchdowns. Yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was ridiculous. So uh Darren Fells was a legit fantasy start for some team, for some guys, you know, for the deep leagues. So uh, you know, utilizing that now with this uh modern offense, still utilizing the Gary Kubiak scheme, uh, that's what you love to hear. You love to hear that you need more of it. Tight ends are what's going to unlock this offense. Dalton Schultz uh, definitely is someone to continue keeping an eye on. Uh, One of the guys that I said in my live yesterday, and I know we haven't, you know, seen anything from TQ, from Tegan Cotoriano, but that's the guy I do believe that once he gets going and just not today's practice, but uh, yesterday's, uh, he didn't dress up for it, but he was running routes on the sideline, mm-hmm. uh, being very gingerly walking around. Uh, he looks ready. I don't think, obviously, I didn't see him uh, practicing at all today as well either. He was in a shirt and shorts. Don't expect him to play in the preseason game. But if he's back for training camp relatively soon, now you're looking at the tight end position group as once a – I don't know who else is going to be there to, okay, besides just Schultz, you got TQ, and then you can add whatever third tight end they want, whether it be Mason Shrek or whether it be Tomlinson, two guys that they like in that flash mm-hmm. camp. Uh, I think TQ is someone that's underrated that deserves some more eyeballs, and I understand he hasn't been playing, but that's the guy that I you know circled on my live yesterday. Uh- yeah, you know, you just need to see him out there. Uh, one thing that is very good about Tegan Quintoriano was that that boy made plays when he was out there for the Houston Texans. That, you know, that beautiful jump ball touchdown in the end zone. Um, it's going to be hard because Mason Shrek has been balling out. You know, at Saturday scrimmage was, you know, a target in the yeah. red zone for a touchdown. Once again today, he had a touchdown from C.J. Stroud. I think this tight end group is going to be very competitive. And adding Tegan, uh, you know, quit Toriano, you know, we were calling him baby ground for a reason. He, he blocks very well and he peeks out and man, he just when looks like a big tight end. Yeah, man, he's uh he's very interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we saw it, we saw it at the end of the year, he was the lone bright spot for this struggling offense. And Hey, I mean, he had Davis Mills, and he still performed, you know, and he's making catches that were like, whoa, and he's making us go, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. this is interesting, who once I thought he was only a blocking tight end, you know, that's what I thought he was coming out of college, and that's what he was noted for in Oregon State, blocking tight end, and, you know, he's not much of a pass catcher, comes here to Houston, and 
yeah, makes plays. So, you know, maybe the tight end group can be a strength, hopefully, on this offense besides running back, of course. Um, but just, you know, overall talking about some passing options, weapons, more weapons for CJ. As many as you can get out there, add another layer to – it just adds another layer to the offense. Elliot E. has just got here. How did the online look today without Titus? Well, the right side, it was up and down. So I was watching George Fenn all day today. And yeah. first of all, his size, he might be our tallest and biggest O-lineman. Massive. And had some good moments today, but went against Jerry Hughes. And I think in back-to-back -back runs, Jerry <laughs> Hughes just put him flat on his ass to where the crowd gave a little ooh. Um, he's being thrown in the fire. Uh, he needs to get ready because he might start week one for the Houston Texans because we all know Titus Howard broke his hand. However, Harley, Titus Howard was out there today and was involved with this guy, stayed there the entire time, spent a lot of time with George Fan as well. I think that is a great sign for this offensive line and the family that we are seeing on the field. I think Fan was an underrated signing by Nick Casario mm. that a lot of us kind of just glossed over. Like, ah, eh, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you ultimately look at it, Fant was one of the better tackles in the leftover free agents for, you know, offensive linemen that played the tackle position. He was the best one. Mm -hmm. it, and, and so the Texans getting him, he was working out with a few other teams. The Texans grabbed him, and I was like, oh, do we really need him? <laughs> I mean, now that sounds dumb. So, hey, George Fant, as I know, two years ago, was an elite pass-blocking tackle. I mean, elite. He was up there with Andrew Whitworth and one other tackle can't think of on the top of my head. I just saw an article on it. Um, so he had high PFF grade towards pass-blocking. Mm. His run-blocking is average – um, so, you know, hopefully that again, this is only one game, Yeah, maybe two games at most Titus Howard misses four games. I don't see him missing four games. I think the most is two games. Okay. I really do. I think he misses two. Um, but this isn't, you know, we don't have the same offensive line blues no. that we had in the past. Like, George Fant, he would be huge. He would be your best offensive lineman besides Laramie Tunsil last year. He would have replaced Chris Clark. Yeah, you know. So, you know, well, I shouldn't have said last year because he had Titus. But, you know, the years that we had bad yeah. offensive line. Yeah, starting, starting right tackle. Yeah, that's ultimately what I mean. And, you know, so having him now as a backup depth guy pushed into the fire as mm -hmm. your starting right tackle – I have no problem with it. It's only a one-game, two-game thing. I think Titus Howard, I, I think he could push it to week one. I really do. He could be someone that plays out there with a cast. We've mm. seen it many times in the NFL. I wouldn't be shocked if he's out there week one with a cast on. No, and even today, Titus Howard on the sideline doing just some little, little movement drills. Just made me excited that he was out there. And I think there's a couple of training camp practices left, right, Harley, against the Miami Dolphins. Um, so if you guys want to see us, we always get in the white band section, which is in the middle between the blue and red. So if you want to chill with us while you watch, you know, against the Miami Dolphins, make sure you get the white band, right? Uh, let's see what else, man. 
Uh, they asked, how did C.J. Stroud look? He looked good. He had a lot of highlights. Looked like quarterback one. And he had, he had the best throw of training camp. Of all of training camp. Like, not, not just today. He had the best throw in all 11 days of training camp. I mean, the local media was going crazy. I wasn't there, and I had to tweet it out. Yeah. Like, I could feel it. I could feel there was something brewing. And then you see the video, and he just throws a dart to the sidelines to John Mechie. And the biggest thing is it's over a defender, and that's what Mm -hmm. makes it better. The accuracy, the ball placement, both are synonymous with C.J. Stroud. We all know that's what he does best, and he showcased what the reason why he's QB1 because the ball just comes out just a bit different mm-hmm. than the other quarterbacks, especially Davis Mills. And it, and it wasn't like the you know, it wasn't like he had a clean pocket today. Obviously, with Titus Howard out there, it was getting a little you know busy in there. And just to see him maneuver the pocket, man, it's it's you know, it's a sight to see, and it just gets me more excited for Thursday, man. Speaking of Thursday, dude. How are you watching a game? Where are you going to watch it? I probably, oh man, actually, I don't know. I was I was going to stay home and watch mm-hmm. it, but then, you know, I did. I just remembered that my buddies did invite, you know, maybe go get some wings, mm. watch the game, have a little brewskis. Nice. I don't know, man. I, I mean, maybe. I haven't. That was like last week. We haven't talked about it since. Mm. So, you know, regardless, though, hey, man, week one preseason. Got to be hyped about that. This is the most excited I've ever been for a preseason. Mm. Like that PFP, though. What's up with it? Who do y'all think has to shine in the preseason <laughs> game besides CJ, Will, or Tank? Um, I'm not really sure who needs to shine. I mean, obviously George Fan because he's going to be thrown out there. But I would like to see the center position. Juice Scruggs didn't really notice much from him, which is not a bad sign, not a good sign, right? It means he was okay. Um, I I need to see him and Kenyon Green work the pocket. Yeah, besides CJ, Will, or Tank. Since you said offense, I'll go to defense. Mm. And my 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 easiest one is Blake Cashman. Okay. I got to see some Blake Cashman. I, I am, I am going to keep my eyes on Christian Harris. He made a play today. I, I think Christian Harris is just going to be fantastic. But I want to see what Blake Cashman has. I need to see it translate onto the field. I have no worry about Christian Harris, but with Blake Cashman, a lot of things that are getting swept under the rug with Cashman, though, is uh, he has been very injury prone. Mm -hmm. And it's reasons why he never got on the field with the New York Jets. So if he could stay healthy and it translate onto the field, I think D'Amico and Blake Cashman can make a beautiful, beautiful team tandem, whatever you want to call it. Put that pixie dust over Cashman. Let him work. Let's see what he got. I completely agree. Now, bro, after seeing, you know, the way D'Amico Ryan's handled these situations, because I think I told you uh, two days ago that I, that's what I wanted to see. It makes me more excited, you know, like for this coaching staff. And I had to ask you, man, um, like all these certain situations that they were running, the Houston Texans were locked in and you had them sprinting, running off to 
make sure you get, you know, on the field goal and make sure everyone was in the right spot. And uh, came in February and kicked it up for, you know, good for about 35 yards. But what does that say about this coaching staff that when there's so much movement from, you know, from the first team offense to special teams to, you know, to all this type of getting to the right position, what does that say about this coaching staff having these players ready? There's a sense of urgency. That's D'Amico, mm-hmm. you know, D'Amico wants to be great. D'Amico wants to be good. He wants it. Mm-hmm. And so when the coach wants it, he's going to just spray that onto the field. You know, and of course there's many coaches, you know, you could, you can make an argument. Every coach wants to be great. Mm-hmm. So what makes D'Amico stand out from the rest? He's a former player, former pro bowl linebacker. Okay. We've got many coaches that were former pro bowlers, former players, the thing with D'Amico is he's learned and he's grabbed from everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. And not only, sure, we're having a Gary Kubiak scheme. That's something he's comfortable in. But when you look at this coaching staff, he's grabbed guys that have the Gary Kubiak scheme. He's grabbed guys that worked with him in Philadelphia when he was a player in Chip Kelly and that defense. He's worked and grabbed guys from Jim Schwartz. You know, so he's grabbing all of these guys from different areas. He's not just sticking to best friends, buddies, mm-hmm. you know, and what he thinks works. Like he's being uncomfortable. And I've I've been told this many times, you know, you get the best results out of people when they feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's D'Amico making this whole team a home, you know, create that sense of urgency, get them going. You get the Texans going in the right place. It's going to take a lot. All right. And it feels good watching them. It feels the energy is just, you can feel it. It gets you goosebumps. You know, you want to see it translate onto the field. I can't wait for it to happen this Thursday. All right. In two days, we are going to see Texans football against the New England Patriots. You can't get more excited than that, except until week one happens. I cannot wait for this regular season. D'Amico Ryans definitely has this team turning back upwards. Mm. You know, the arrow is trending up, man. Dude, no, I I 100% agree. And you brought up sense of urgency and, you know, we felt it. We I say this almost every practice. It feels like this team just came off of a playoff season and they're trying to, you know, contend and compete. You know, someone brought up earlier that that no one threw Derek Stingley's way. And, dude, he was on it today. No matter if it was Nico, Tank Dell, John Manchie, Derek Stingley was with them stride for stride. How much do you think he plays on Thursday? Ooh, uh, Derek Stingley? Hmm. You know, the, the first team defense are probably going to get what? Maybe two series, series mm. three series, you know, uh, depends. Uh, it, it depends. If they go quick three and out, I'm excited. Mm. If they could, they go in there and get a quick three and out, but look good. You know, not no, not no ugly three and out. Like, give me a good ass three and out against these Patriots. Like, this, you should go in there and three and out the Patriots. I've heard they had no receivers. Like, the receiving group is just super thin. It's ugly. It's gross. Like, come on, man. They went out and grabbed Jalen Hurd. And, you know, the guy that we worked out here with the Texans, they end up signing Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd retires. 
You know, mm. so I mean, not that Jalen Hurd was going to help that wide receiving group at all, but that wide receivers are horrible from what I've heard. I need the Texans to go in there and eat the lunch. That's what mm. I need to see. So you're expecting a win? Well, not really a win, but a dominant performance from the first-team defense. And and that's going to translate into a – when we get that dominant performance on Thursday, Mm -hmm. it's going to translate to the fans, and they're going to be – if they're drinking the Kool-Aid right now, defense goes out there and let's say – Will Anderson sack, baby. Yeah, you know, like if they go out there and just, like I'm saying, eat their lunch – you know, the, the the fans on social media are going to go nuts. If they're drinking that chew Kool-Aid, they're going to be chugging that Kool-Aid now. Expectations for the offense. What I'm looking for is you need to have a couple scoring drives. I'll take a tutty and I'll take a field goal. Um, I really need to see this offense and rookie C.J. Stroud. We've heard all the hype. We've seen all the hype. We've been there almost every single open training camp practice. I am excited to see this Shanahan offense here in Houston, man. The way Bobby Slowick has been moving these wide receivers, there's going to be so much pre-snap motion that we are going to see. A lot of defenses are going to, you know, get confused and not know who to guard at times. But my expectations is I need to see two scoring drives, CJ needs to throw one, or if not, I'll take a Damian Pierce touchdown. Mm. But I need to see the right call. I don't want to see the famous wide receiver screen. I want to see some trickery, right? I want to see what the Houston Texans are working on. Because if you notice, Harley, the Houston Texans offense, they do try to show off, right? It's like the first play, almost every single one is a deep bomb. So I want to see what they're going to do against the New England Patriots. You know, to temper the expectations down, preseason does have a vanilla sort of playbook, you know. So defense is going to be playing in vanilla. Your offense is not going to do nothing too wild, too crazy. So, you know, let let me temper the expectations a little bit there. Um, That's just what happens in preseason games, all right? It's nothing, you know, to go wild about. A lot of – I mean – a lot of fans were going crazy last year with Lovey Smith defense in preseason. Mm. You know, and I'm like, it's just vanilla defense. There's nothing to go crazy about. Offensively, sure. I'd like to see something, you know, whether it's with CJ Stroud, Mills, or Keenum. Like, I just want to see the offensive design. All right. I want to see the play designs. That's what I want to see. Um, but again, you're not going to get a lot. All right. You don't mm-hmm. want to show your hand in the first game of the preseason. You know, you'll get you'll get some crumbs, though. And it's up to you to whether or not you find those crumbs. And so th- that that's exactly what's going to happen throughout these games in preseason. What position battle do you think you'll see the most like rotation at? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, besides wide receiver, because obviously that's the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got Hutchinson, you got Metch, you got Tank Dell, Noah Brown. Uh, so and then it sucks sucks for Jesse Matthews, number forty one. He's been flashing at training mm-hmm. camp. I mean, making some really good plays. Uh, man, that that one hurt a little bit. And, you know, I don't know if he was going to make the team or not, but and he was working his ass off for him to end up getting injured. So shout out to Jesse Matthews, number forty one. Um, 
I immediately I thought linebackers just mm-hmm. because of Henry Toa Toa, uh, Garrett Wallow. I need to see what Garrett Wallow has. Okay. I need to see it. I haven't seen a lot from him in training camp. I know he's a big special teams guy, um, but I need to see what else can he do besides special teams. Is he a solid depth piece for me? You know, can he bring depth to me? That's what I need to know. Henry Toa Toa, I just want to see. I got mm-hmm. to see what he's got. He's been working with Amico. He's attached to the hip with Christian Harris, and I know they're best friends, um, but he's everywhere. I mean, we said I've said this too many times. Wherever Harris is, Toto is right there, you know, and D'Amico's been working with him extensively. So I, I like to see what the linebacker, you know, I want to see the rotation between that. You know, for me, I think I agree with Jen. I think it's the defensive line. Every practice mm-hmm. we hear how great, great, oh, my God, how great Will Anderson Jr. is doing. But, you know, haven't really heard a lot from Jonathan Gennard, Jerry Hughes, you know, the other edges. So I need to see the type of competition there. Um, who is going to be the second cornerback and third cornerback of this team? You know, Steven Nelson has pretty much shut that down. Sh- Shaq Griffin has been having a nice couple of practices. I definitely see, you know, want to see the competition there. How many starters do you think, you know, don't play? I don't think Denzel Perriman plays. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, does Tunsil play? No. I don't think so either. Um, so you're going into it with out your left tackle and your right tackle. <laughs> um, but you would you should see Green. You should see Scruggs. I need to see so a heavy should, dose of Green. Yeah. Should Does Shaq Mason play? Has That's a tweener. To. I think so, right? I think, I think he's a little bit of a tweener. Um, for wide receivers, I expect all the wide receivers to play. Okay. Even Robert Woods. Like, mm-hmm. I, I need to see what you got. I'm sorry. I got to see what you got. Um, and then running backs. Does Damian Pierce play? I think he'll get four carries. I think so, too. I think he gets maybe a series. Um, and then you'll get some Devin Singletary. Um, could be shortest in the series. You know, if he goes out there, if Damian Pierce goes out there and busts one for 15 – 15 yards, then mm-hmm. I'm yanking them. I'm good. I, I've all I've seen what I needed to see. Um, anyone else I'm thinking of? Uh, that's that's pretty much maybe Jimmy Ward don't play. Maybe okay. I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know. Jimmy Ward just looks like a guy that wants to be out there too, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, all the trash talk and everything. So, but yeah, I don't think Tunsil plays. I really don't. Um, so you're going to be short your left tackle, right tackle. So it's going to be, you know, you know, already know it's going to, I already have a feeling that without your left tackle and your right tackle, and you're going to have these Texans fans, my muted Texans Twitter family. Talk <laughs> about what Texans, that is for you, man. I, I'm not naming names. I'm not throwing names out there. All right. But there is a vast group of muted Texans Twitter. I like calling them muted Texans Twitter because they are all muted on my account. And people are like, oh, but you're deleting the fun out of Twitter. No, I'm deleting headaches. I'm deleting absurdity. I'm deleting tomfoolery, foolishness that's all over the timeline. All right. I'm 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 getting rid of that by muting them. And I already know they're going to be chirping. 
when you got no left tackle, no right tackle, your starters are not starting. And I already know so when someone comes around that tackle and they get CJ, oh, man, CJ's holding on to the ball too long. Oh, man. Oh, well, you already know Davis Mills, you know, he and he he would have rolled out. Oh, man, you know, you know, Davis Mills is a faster quarterback than Deshaun Watson. I'm like, okay, well, sorry. You know, we already got some of that today, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It's going on throughout all of training camp. The the hard-on that they have for this long-neck freak is absolutely insane. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. The QB competition is over. The only way this, this QB competition resurrects itself, it's Undertaker style. And Randy Orton's looking, which is C.J. Stroud, and Undertaker grabs him by the neck. That's the only way. Davis Mills has to be struck by lightning and all of a sudden cast the dead like Undertaker in order for him to go out there and in, include himself back into this QB competition. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, obviously CJ's going to ball out, right? Right. We got to be helpful. We got to be hopeful. All right. Hopeful as much as I can. But I just have that feeling that. You know, I'm, I'm getting that feeling that muted Texans Twitter is going to be very loud. It's going to be very loud after Thursday. I saw a uh, a tweet today. I already that, know. Uh, I already know. It's it not saying that. that Mills has clearly outperformed CJ Stroud in training camp so far. And there was a, you know, Davis Mills is very good throw today. To Xavier Hutchinson silent. Very good throw. You know, you got to give him his flowers. I only know one court. There's only one quarterback on this team who can make that throw. I don't really understand the uh, the love for Davis Mills. And look, I was a Davis Mills fan. Let's not get it twisted. Hey, I made videos and I said this dude could be something. And hey, I ate the crow. And now it's just like it's it's ridiculous at this point. It's what are we doing here? The and the and the people who say, "Oh, let Davis Mills build up his trade value." I I don't understand that either. That's not smart football. Yeah, I don't care about his trade value to be honest. Especially into me, I'm like, "Well, you got a quarterback on a rookie contract. You know, he's super cheap. I think it's actually beneficial to have him as your backup quarterback." He's actually had some solid throws. He didn't look bad today in camp. That interception a, was bad. That was the interception was horrible, you know, and that's what deflated. But that's I been mean, his, career. his his stats today in camp were not bad. He actually looked pretty decent. And overall, Mills has had a decent training camp with this new offense. Um, but it's it, this is what it is. This is what it is with Davis Mills. It's inconsistency, you know, because we can see, hey, that corner touchdown that he had to Johnny Johnson, whoa. Mm -hmm. That was like, oh, on the run, boom, just beautiful corner touchdown right to Johnny Johnson on the sidelines in Saturday night's practice. That was like, oh, okay, that was nice. And then today you get this this. What I mean, I can't even call it a lame duck. I mean, this man just 
Wap just tried to throw shot put a damn ball to whoever. I don't even know who the target was. And Graylin Arnold, from all people, Graylin Arnold, number 25. Shout out to Graylin Arnold from Baylor. Big time special teams guy. He's known for his special teams. Gets out there and gets that pick. Come on, man. What was funny was if you are watching, uh, if you were there today, before he threw that ball, someone behind me screamed pick six. And damn near it, Graylin Arnold almost took that thing back, dude. And they saw that ball, man. Bro, it, and it Ooh. it's the Davis Mills effect, man. Not the Davis Mills effect, but it's 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 what Davis Mills is. He will start off hot, finish code, start off code, finish hot. You cannot be a successful quarterback and be inconsistent. Cody Stute said what he is very consistent at is being inconsistent. It's true. And hopefully in this preseason game, he you know he gets to show what he's learned. Uh, this guy, Lorky Porky, said, what is your opinion on the Titans QB room? It is crazy that we are now seeing some, some Malik Willis praise after we thought he was not going to be QB1. Good Remember we heard some Malik Willis at at a, at three chance. Bro, oh man, I'm not gonna. I'm not naming no names for that go, one. Go ahead, because it, 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 it was Larry and Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold that one in, but my goodness, I mean the absurdity. It was just insane. Come on, man, Malik Willis. He's always he's he's a work in progress. You know, yeah. he's a work in uh, progress. You know, he's a project. We all knew that. Uh, there's no way you take him at three. That's just, I mean, come on, man. That's foolishness. But, yeah, good for Malik. You know, overall, the Titans QB room, look, Will Levis now is apparently QB three to Malik Willis. It's more of the fact that Malik Willis has been playing better in training camp and Brable likes how he's been looking. Um, overall, though, when I look at the Titans – the defense looks solid, all right? Mm-hmm. They, they have a solid defense. The Athletic uh, ranked them number nine coming into this year as a potential top 10 defense. They had the Texans number 10, though. So, you know, with that being said, hey, the formula for the Titans, if they have a top 10 defense and they got Derrick Henry, that's a good formula. They've ran it like that before, and they've had success with it. I like the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to help Ryan Tannehill. Um, but ultimately, it's it's going to fall on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's going to fall on Tannehill and his decision-making. And that's what it's going to come down to for the Titans. Plus, that offensive line. I mean, it's like the Houston Texans offensive mm-hmm. line when we were trash. The Tennessee Titans said, hey, you know what? We aspire to be that. And that's what they got right now. I know they got themselves Andre Dillard. Ooh. Ooh. I Shout out to Texans Andre fans. Dillard. A lot of they Texans wanting fans. Them some Andre Dillard. Texans fans were wanting them some Andre Dillard. So uh, we're not going to name names there. Um, he's not playing great for them. I mean, he's just – he's sure he's an upgrade, but that's mm-hmm. that just tells you how bad the offensive line was the year prior. So uh, the offensive line is the biggest worry. And then the decision-making from Ryan Tannehill. And that's where I wonder if the Titans 
Are they going to do anything this season because of those two reasons? And those are big reasons that can deflate your season. Harley, let me give you some flowers, buddy. I saw your mm. clips today on the uh, on the Pat McAfee show. Mm. Pat McAfee was talking about how great C.J. Stroud has looked in camp. And when he goes to the highlights, I see my guy at the lead underscore Houston. Follow him on Twitter. They used his clip. I wish they would have gave him some praise. Though. So I'm going to give it to you, man. Shout out. For having one of the viral clips of rookie CJ Stroud, brother. He showed two of the videos that I had. Uh, shout out to DJ Bienemy for giving me the credit on one of his tweets. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Gonna have to give DJ Bienemy on this show. I mean, come on, man. We, we I gotta get him on this show because come on now, come on now. This man, this this man, DJ Bienemy, little flag football wide receiver. And I was like, okay. Wait okay, till we what? get there, buddy. Wait till we get there. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let me start working out for it. All right. Let me let me get going now. You know, so you know, uh <laughs> you know, pull the hammy. No, um, I'm not that old yet. I'm not that old yet, even though tomorrow is my birthday. So what are you doing, buddy? I can't do a lot. I got work the next day. <laughs> and I work at five in the morning, man. So, so not even not gonna like get do a lot. Not even a case. I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be sipping on something, you know, some of the courage juice. Okay. I, like, I like to call it some courage juice, you know. <laughs> so, But I uh, pr- appreciate it, Romeo. Appreciate it so much, man. I, I do like, hey, uh, I didn't expect that. That was really cool to see. You know, I'm here. Oh, Pat McAfee's talking about CJ Stroud. Let me look yeah. at this. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Those are my videos. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really cool. So, uh, yeah, what I'd love to credit, obviously. Um, but, I mean. I, I would rather an account that has 3 million followers and no telling how many subscribers now on YouTube mm. to show a video of mine than some lame ass Twitter account called NFL Rookie Watch taking my crap. You know, mm. like, come on, man. Well, come on, man. Now, 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 that one is the one that bugs me. McAfee, lay like, man, this man was in WrestleMania. All right, this man got Stone Cold Stunner. This man beat Vince McMahon. Like, come on, man. Come on now. Put some respect on McAfee's name in WrestleMania. He's the new Undertaker, going to be undefeated. Oh, man. Speaking of WWE, bro, there's been so much stuff. I, dude, SummerSlam was absolutely crazy. Um, it was wild. It was wild. And we're wow. going to get it, Luminaire. Trust me, man. Me and Harley, we are definitely on the rise. And as this pod comes to an end, man, you know, so far training camp has been a blessing for both of us. Uh, really, since the NFL draft, I can honestly say me and Harley have been rising up the ranks in terms of, you know, subscribers, followers who views our stuff. So we're going to try to be number one here in the short number of years to come. Thank you guys, everyone uh, who joined today's live 71 people deep. You know, Harley, we've been averaging almost a thousand thirteen hundred views every time we drop a live, man. Yeah, people are loving it, man. If anybody misses the live, go ahead and check us out uh, anywhere where you stream all your podcasting platforms. Uh, Check us out. Believe in Texans. That's B-L-E-A-V in Texans. And you can listen to. Uh, all of our episodes and just check us out. Give us all the love. Make sure you listen to that 
to that ad too. You know, we want to get paid a little bit. You know, we want a little, we want a little dough in the pocket too. Ain't nothing wrong with it. We want some, we want some leftover. You see change. that Twitter dough? What's up? You see that Twitter money people are getting? Dude, dude, and I'm Is like, that oh, monthly? Okay. Yeah, it's monthly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to get on the Twitter game a little bit more now. Oh, right. oh, I'm about to be flexing. I'm about to be flexing. You guys are super underrated. Yeah, no, so hop on the bandwagon before, you know, it gets too big. Because here's the thing, Harley. When this team starts winning, the bandwagon fans are going to be in raves. I'm going to remember Flame Hashira, Romeo, Lumineer, all mm-hmm. these guys who've been in our, you know, with us for the past number of years. We really want to thank you guys. We would not be where we are without you. This was another fire episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. He is Harley. Follow him at Twitter at the lead underscore Houston. You can hit me up 713 HSP. Go Texans, guys. Y'all have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.